You are listening to Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. Well, hello, hello. We are back again. I just want to first start off by saying thank you so much for all of the feedback, the support that I received from episode one. Like what? Okay, (laughs) look. I am just so excited to be doing this and to be helping out the community as much as I can. Um, Yeah, just don't forget to subscribe and keep the keep the emails coming in so that I can have content. Y'all are the content. I'm the creator. Okay. Um, but without further ado, let's get into episode number two. Okay, so today's title is going to be Is It Just Me or Is It God? Um, and let me go ahead and read you the letter. It says, Hey, Jaleesa, like it's a bunch of E's. Yeah. It says, Hey, Jaleesa, I've recently just started reading my Bible and really working on obeying God. I once heard someone say, you know, when God is talking to you because he only speaks and refers back to scriptures. And although I have randomly thought of scriptures or heard scriptures that's prompted me to go to my Bible, I feel like I hear him in other ways. At times I can clearly hear him. Other times I may hear something from someone else or on TV, etc. and think it came from God in that moment. I guess my issue is how do I know for sure that was God? Sometimes I doubt myself into thinking maybe that that was just my thought or I'm just listening to my ego because that's what I wanted to hear at the time. Even if I ask for a sign, if I see it, I sometimes think like, wow, you just went and looked for it. I've always heard, don't question God. But I have so many questions. LOL. Like, is that really you or am I just listening to myself? Thank you for listening. Well, thank you for reaching out. Um, this topic is something that even I still struggle with till this day. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone knows uh, what my relationship is like with God. Um, but I mean, it's it's an uphill battle. Like some days I'm like really in it and really like in tune with what I'm going through, and other days I'm just like like lord are you speaking to me like is that is that really you are you sure um but oftentimes when I feel conflicted with whether or not I'm it like it's God or it's just in my head are times when I don't want to act on what it is that is being shown to me my questions to you while we're going through this is one um have you asked God to show you him during your uncertain times like when you like randomly go to scripture or if you like see something on TV and feel like maybe that's a sign. Do you ever ask God, like, is that him? And if it is him, what does he want you to do with the information that has just been given to you? And then also when you knew it was God, those other times, did you act on it? And we're going to get into that, like the importance of acting on it and, you know, being able to train the ear to hear God. So let's go to James chapter one, verse 22. And y'all know I stay in the new living translation, but um, we, you know, we, we can switch, switch it up every now and again. But in James chapter one, verse 22, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise you are fooling yourselves. (sighs) Goodness gracious. 
they say that faith without works is dead, right? And so when you're looking to hear God and then you feel like a sign comes up and you don't act on it, then you're ignoring the signs. It's like, are you just hearing God or are you listening to him? And there's a difference because when you hear someone, you heard what they said. But when you listen to someone, you abide by or you're obedient to what it is that you've heard. So if my mama calls my name and is like, Jaleesa, take the chicken out the freezer and I hear her, but I don't do it. I didn't listen to her. I heard her, but I didn't listen to what it was that she told me to do. So therefore, I'm not like acting on what it is that's being shown or being told, right? And so um, actually come to Jeremiah chapter 10. Um, Yes. So in Jeremiah chapter 10, Jesus is speaking and claiming to be the son of God. And he tells the people um, that the reason they don't believe him is because they are not his sheep. And so in verse 27, he says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Why is this important? Because if you believe that God is your shepherd, you have to be willing to move without knowing your exact destination. And that's faith. And I don't know if maybe when you're getting these signs and psyching yourself out and telling you and telling yourself that it's just your ego, if it's because of fear of what it is that is being revealed to you. And I'll get into a story um, later on, but I have like several instances in my life where I reached out um, to God. I mean, I do often, but like reached out to God specifically for my next steps because I was so unsure. And what I was seeing as signs clear as day I was ignoring because I was like, there's no way like this does not align with what I've been doing, nor does this align with what I thought was to come. So there is no way that this is God. This is the devil trying to get in my head. Like, honestly, I would I would psych myself out, too. So I definitely know where you're coming from. And um, I understand being in that place of uncertainty. But what I have realized is that it's important for you to get rid of or fast from anything keeping you from focusing on his voice. Like you will never train the spirit to hear from God if you don't act on the feelings you get or the signs you receive after prayer. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Like, okay, for instance, you might be in Target, right? And a few hours over, you could recognize the voice of your mom or your best friend, or like a classmate that you ain't seen or talked to in a minute, but you you can recognize that voice. Or if you're a mother or a father and your child like falls down at a playground filled with kids, you know your child's cry before you even see your child crying. It's because you've communicated and interacted with these people often enough for you to know their voice. And because we cannot see God or physically hear his voice, we have to pray without distraction and actually listen. Don't overlook every sign and chalk it up as coincidental. That's where confusion comes from. It's being willing to act on the signs that'll help you better understand the difference between your own thoughts versus what God is saying. And 
I mean, it gets tricky. It does because the devil gets to your mind. Like that's how he finds a way to distract you is he starts to get into your thoughts and, and he starts to tell you that, you know what, like, no, you're not supposed to be doing this. Like, no, that's, that's not what's going to happen for you. But it's like, if you start to train your ear to only hear God's voice and actually ask for these things, like you, you have to out of your mouth, ask for these things, like we're looking for better relationships with God, but are we asking him for a better relationship with him? Like you can't expect to have a better relationship with anything. If you don't ask, if you don't practice a little more, if that makes sense, a few things that I suggest and that have worked for me is one, a three day fast. And if you feel like you're not good at fasting and you can't do it for a whole, like the whole day for three days, I understand. And I will not force you to do so. But what you can do is for three days to still fast, but give yourself time while you're awake to do the fast. So if you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, then you should try to fast from eight to 12 or eight to 10. I don't know, whatever your schedule will allow you to, but just try to fast and have that intent because you got to be intentional especially when you're trying to hear from God, you have to be intentional with how you move. So that also includes no gossiping, no social media, because those are also distractions. Like you'd be surprised how many times I have asked God for something or was believing God for something and was so like steady talking about everything other than what it was that I was supposed to be focused on that I was missing signs because I was distracted. And so you you want to get rid of those distractions, especially gossiping. And then the other thing is allocate some time to sit in silence and just talk to God like like he's your bestie on the phone. If you could talk on the phone with your best friend for, I don't know, like four hours on end, then you can do that. Like I know every now and again, I'll be on the phone with like my sister And we'll stay on the phone for, shoot, like, well, maybe not so much now, but back in the day, we could stay on the phone for like four hours and for like two of those hours, it'll be silence. Like, why am I watching? Why am I listening to my sister wash her clothes? (laughs) Why? No dialogue, no nothing. But I'm okay with sitting in silence on the phone with my sister because it, it felt good to have her around to have her presence even if we weren't talking back and forth it's like okay I said something you said something and then now we have nothing to talk about but I'm just gonna sit here just in case something comes up you know so I feel like that's also important when talking to God is like talking as long as you feel um to him and then giving yourself some time to just sit in silence and see if you hear anything and 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 pray every now and again and when something else comes up in your mind, feel free to say something again. Like, don't be afraid to talk to God as often as possible and to specifically ask for things and to be very intentional with the things that you're praying for, even praying for him to show you signs clear as day to be able to hear his voice. Like all of those things are super important. If you can speak in tongues, do that. Like everyone can't. 
But if you have received that gift, do that. Because the Bible says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to man, but God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. And that's 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 in the New King James Version. But get this. It says, therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. And then 14 says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. And you don't want an unfruitful understanding. You want to be able to speak in tongues. And in the midst of you speaking in tongues, you start speaking whatever your native language is and it's literally the answer that you're looking for like you want it to be like that you want to to feel um to feel what it is that you're looking for like everyone how you hear God is gonna be different and you said that that someone told you that you know when God is talking to you because he and y'all can't see this but I can see this you said only in capital letters you said You know when God is talking to you because he only speaks and refers back to scriptures. But that's not always going to be the case. It might just be that TV show you were looking for or that you saw. It might be an ad on the radio. It might be a magazine that you picked up in the grocery store. It might be something that your kids say. You just, you don't know until you train yourself to understand when those signs are coming or until you act on them. You said that you read your Bible, which is an amazing start. Do you hear me? An amazing start. So when you're looking for answers, you have to go to the source. And that's what you're doing right now. When you feel led to go to scripture, also be prepared for what it is that's to come next. And it's not always going to happen like right away but it will happen. You just have to continue to practice if that makes sense. Sometimes I would catch myself doing this thing where I'd be like, oh my goodness, like I need a sign clear as day. Like if someone would just walk up to me and tell me I'm doing the right thing, or if my pastor will just call me into his office and tell me that God told him that I'm supposed to be doing this, or if a stranger would just come up to me and prophesy the great things that are going to happen for me. Like everything would be perfect, but it's like, you don't need a telephone man to make phone calls anymore. Right? So why would you need a telephone man or a middleman to come and tell you what it is that God is trying to tell you when you can go directly to him? I don't want everybody in my business when I'm talking to my friends or my parents or my man. So Why would I need someone to be in my business or to be in the middle of my relationship with God when I'm trying to build it with me and him and not me, him and somebody else? I mean, it might happen for you that way where someone walks up to you and is like, oh, my goodness, it was on my heart and revealed to me that you should be doing X, Y and Z. But it won't always happen that way. And you have a direct connection to the source. So why not just ask God? I cannot tell you what God sounds like, but I could tell you about how I feel when I hear from him. And maybe in me telling you this, you'll be able to 
decipher the different times when it was God truly speaking to you and, and not your ego like you thought. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you an example. And I ain't going to tell you all my business, but I'm going to I'm going to um, just tell you about a situation. Right. So I was working at a place that was no longer doing it for me. I was making all right money. My schedule was cool, but I started to dread being there. And I would cry before every shift for almost three months. And I just felt stuck because I had a consistent savings plan and all of these other plans for the money I was making. So I felt like quitting wasn't an option at all. But every day I ignored how I felt. I felt sick. So I prayed and God told me to quit. But it wasn't instantly though like it wasn't it wasn't something that just came to mind like like just in one day it was like a chain of things that were happening that I was just kind of overlooking until later on I sat down writing my resignation letter and I was like oh okay yeah yeah because that was you that was you for sure what started to happen was people would come to my job and ask why I was there. Like random people, people that knew nothing about my goals in life would be like, why are you here? Or why are you, you've been working here for a minute. Why are you still here? And I'm like, where I was supposed to go? Like, what you hear that I didn't hear? Like, what do you mean? Like, what, I'm, I'm supposed to get fired or something? Like, I don't know why I'm still here. <sighs> and they would be like, um that I needed to be somewhere else and people in other departments would be telling me not to get stuck and like, you know, make sure, make sure that you don't stay here forever. And I don't know how much you're making over there, but you, you're supposed to be like in better places. You're supposed to be something so much bigger. And I'd be like, what do you see? Like, if you had a dream about me, just let me know and tell me what is, what happened. Because, yeah, and then I'd come home and have my parents asking if I'd applied to a job in my field. And all of this was causing a disruption in my peace. And I didn't have peace anywhere. When you're not where you're supposed to be and God is getting ready to move you, you hear from him through your peace. The peace in your spirit. The very thing bothering you could be the very sign God is trying to show you. And get this, when I quit my job without any clue of what to do next, I was at peace. When I typed up my resignation letter, I was at peace. I gave them a one month notice because I felt right in it, it felt right in my spirit. When it's God, there is peace. But you won't know it's him if you don't act on it and allow that obedience in the word to reassure you. So continue to read the word, continue to pray, continue to fast and act on it. The more you do it, the easier it'll become for you to hear God. Okay, so we're going to pray for you um, in hopes that this has done something for you. Oh, dear Lord, let this be all of you and none of me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this letter and for everything that you have taught us and are teaching me so that I can also pour into those who write in. I pray dear God that you lift up this person's spirit and give them a, a clear ear 
to be able to decipher your voice from other voices in their heads. I pray, dear God, that you continue to bring this person closer to you and to lean on scripture and to lean not on their own understanding, but on you and your word and what it is that you have for them, dear God. May they find their purpose in life. Whatever it is that that they're confused about or whatever it is that they're asking you for, God, I pray that those signs are clear and that they're in a language that they understand and that they continue to to hear you, but to hear you as you. I give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, and we believe you for all of these things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope that I was able to help you in the way that you were looking for. I'm just excited for you because I feel like you're on the right path already. And if you continue to train the ear to hear his voice and you ask for it, you have not because you ask not. If you continue to ask for it and ask for those signs and act on those signs, you'll start to see when it's God and when it's not you. And like I said, for me, I know it's God when I feel at peace. If I don't feel at peace, then I know it's not God and I don't act on it. I'm excited for you and you have no worries. And once again, thank you so much for writing in and even sharing this with us all. This is episode two of Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. If you have any situations or topics you need advice on, send a letter to letters to Jaleesa at gmail.com. That's letters, T-O-J-E-L-I-S-S-A at gmail.com. And I'll respond on my podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm out.